This is Dream Power Radio, the place where your dreams turn into reality. Here is your host, Debbie Specter Weissman. Hello, 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 and welcome to Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network powered by Raven International. I'm your host, Debbie Specter Weissman, the Dream Coach. This is the show where we talk about dreams both daytime and nighttime dreams, and how you can use them to make the internal shift to a life you love and rediscover the truth of who you really are. When I was a child, I'd often find my mother scouring the pages of the Wall Street Journal. She was an avid stock investor and tended to limit herself to the tried and true stocks and mutual funds. She always made it clear to me that spending wisely and investing with as small as a risk as possible were the ways to ensure that our money would last. This became especially important after my father died and resources grew tight. You'd think that knowing about money at such a young age would have given me a leg up as an adult. But the lessons I got from my mother were perhaps not the ones she intended for me. What I learned from her was that money was scarce, easy to lose, and hard to earn. I didn't get a working knowledge of how money works, and as a result, I spent years putting money into questionable investments and the wrong kind of vehicles. And you know what? I believe I'm not alone in this. Even the most educated of us don't always know what's best and make preventable mistakes when it comes to money. I don't know about you, but I was never offered a course about money management in school. Now to come to a positive understanding about money the hard way, well into my adulthood. My guest today, Deborah Ellis, knows all about the pitfalls of bad money management. As a certified financial planner, she dedicates herself to teaching women about money and how to devise plans that work best for them. Deborah is also the author of two books, Your Money and You, and her new book, Women and Wealth. Welcome to Dream Power Radio, Deborah. Thank you very much, Debbie. It's so great to see you. It's so great to be here. And I loved your story because that is so indicative, so true for so many women. Though everyone's story is different, their history is different, but that the lessons we learn may or may not be the ones that our parents intended and that they are really hardwired into us. And if we don't address them and look at them and say, whoa, who are we financially? What is our financial persona? We really don't know what we're fighting against. And I loved what your mother said about, yes, it's very important to look at what you're investing in and know what you're investing in. But in this day and age, the market is so volatile and there's so much inflation that you need to take some risk or the possibility of losing a lot of purchasing power because of inflation. And so how do you balance that so that you're comfortable, so that you can work the way you want to work and what's best for you? And that I really do help a lot of people with. Yeah, we're going to get into the the details of the things we need to be aware of to do that. But I wanted to get back to just talking about attitudes about money. As I said, I was taught to believe that money is finite and that 
the job was to conserve it. So tell me why it's not a beneficial way to look at money. Well, it, there's a kernel in there that's good. Yes, you need to conserve it. But you don't want to conserve it. You want to grow it. You want to nurture it. You want it to grow like you grow your children. You feed them. You, you empower them. You let them grow. They're also, a lot, it's not the only way of looking at it. Some people think money is evil. Some people think there's never enough money. It doesn't matter how much money you have. So it's not even conserving it. It's getting more and more and more and more. There, there are so many things that people, in your terms, so many people, so many things that people dream about with money. They want a lot of it. They want to do this. They want to do that. And really, it is more about your attitude. Because no matter how much money you have, if you don't feel wealthy, you're not going to be. And no matter how little you have, if you don't, if you feel poor, wait, I said that backwards. You'll work with that. It, no matter how little money you have, if you feel wealthy, you are. And no matter how much money you have, if you feel poor, you are. And really being able to come to terms with your attitudes about money, what's important to you about money, what money means to you. Because, uh, you know, in an objective world, it's just a, me, a, a, it's a means of transfer. You can trade money for something you want or need. But in people's minds, people's attitudes, the way they were raised, there's so many different hurdles to get there before you just say, oh, it's just a transfer of assets. Yeah, I think uh, and we're referring to here, I believe it's called money scripts, the whole yes. idea of the attitude about the way we were raised, you know. And I think with in my mother's case, I always had the feeling that she probably thought that one day I'd have some Prince Charming rush into my life and take care of all of my needs. And so it wasn't that necessary for me to really have that nuts and bolts education about money other than the sort of negative things she taught me about money. But that would be a money script, wouldn't it? That Yes. Yeah. And that's very it's interesting you brought that up because, yes, we all have scripts, but so many women, so many people in general just think someone else is going to take care of their money for them and they don't have to worry about it. Your husband, or a lot of times your wife, they manage all the money. You don't have to worry. But your financial advisor, your insurance person, you, you don't ask the questions you need to ask. You don't ask, where is my money now? What is it doing and where is it going? And that really does all come back to the scripts you were raised with, the scripts you buy into, the scripts you create for yourselves. And yet you make a good point there, because even if you do have a you know, financial advisor or a broker or some money manager who is handling your assets, you still need to know what's going on because you need to know if they're making mistakes or if they're putting you in things you're not comfortable with, right? Yeah, yeah you absolutely need, there's questions you need to ask them. You need to ask them how they're getting paid. You need to know if they're putting your money into something that, that's for your benefit or for their benefit. And a lot of times it's both. But that transparency, that understanding of how they're getting paid is real important. And be assured that if you have anyone advising you, they are getting paid. It's the transparency that's important for you to understand. How are they getting paid? 
so that you have a clear perspective that they're not putting you into funds because they're making huge commissions, whether or not you ever make any money. I made that mistake many years ago. We had a uh, stockbroker. We were just starting to invest in stocks and things. And you know, the broker said, oh, invest in this one. Well, we figured he knows what he's talking about. We didn't do the research, the due diligence that we should have done and put us in something that I think probably paid him a very good commission, but it didn't really go too far. And it was learning the lesson the hard way. Well, that's a very interesting story because I do remember when I first started investing, it was my aunt who taught me and she was an avid investor. But at the time, there were no discount brokerages. There, were, there was no easy access. There was a 10% commission on anything we bought. There were minimums we could buy. You had to buy 100 shares. If you bought less than 100 shares, it was a higher commission and a higher cost per share. That's just the way it was. So it wasn't that we were uninformed. And we'd, we'd, we subscribed to something called Value Line, which was one of the publications we could get to look at the different analysis of different companies. But I think what is really important for all of our viewers here, it's not that you have to do all the research and understand everything yourself and have a good grasp on how finance works, because you may or may not. I mean, you have things to do in your life. And you have priorities. And I do work with a lot of women who are very successful in their business, and then they have money and don't know what to do with it, don't know where it's going. You do need to ask certain questions, though. You do need to know how your advisor is being paid. You do need to know what your attitude towards money are. You do need to know what your goals are, what your wishes are, which direction you want to go. And I mean, that's why I generally recommend do a financial plan, either yourself or with an advisor. But that's, that's, I'm guessing that's what you're getting to, but that's the the key is, you know, write down your dreams. What do you dream about at night? Is there money involved? Probably everything has a financial impact on what you want to do and where you want to go. If you wake up scared in the middle of the night, there's probably something going on that you need to look at. If you wake up happy and excited, there's probably something going on that you want to look at. I think dreams are so significant, which is why I originally got in contact, contact with you because, you know, over the years, my dreams have been just mind-opening, mind-boggling. Right. And, and, and your attitudes and everything comes out in your dreams, whether you want it to or not. Right. And we can have dreams about where we see ourselves. But if we don't have a basis for how to get there that involves clear financial planning, it could end up just being a dream and not going anywhere. You know, one of the things I always say about working with our dreams is when we have a dream, let's say we have a dream about creating a new business, for example, and it all seems so clear to us. So we have an idea of how to do it. But if we don't take action, it just stays a dream. And, and it's sort of the same thing with financial planning. We could say, oh, yeah, someday I'm going to get my financial house in order and figure out what's the best way to make my money grow. But if we don't take action on doing something about it, nothing happens. Well, it's, they're so interrelated because if you're planning on creating a big business or you want anything like that, 
you got to get down to the nuts and bolts of the money. Where is it coming from? Who's paying for it? How are you getting there? How are you supporting yourself? All this is going on. And I do have to share, and I don't usually share this, but I do have to share. I, there was a point in my life where I had dreams that I'm homeless and on the street. And I thought, oh, my God. And at the time, it may or may not have been about money, but it was about that whole sense of self-worth and self-value and self. And those were, looking at those dreams were real key in motivating me to take action and looking at the money and looking at where I'm going, what I'm doing and why and how. And the interesting thing is there's so much more to your dreams than appears on the surface and writing them down and talking about them and then connecting the money part and connecting the, the living part and whatever other aspects of dreams, dreams I'm, I have them. I don't know how to discuss them. But the funny thing is that everyone who comes into our office, the first thing we ask them is, what are your dreams? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? Who do you want to do? So the word comes up quite often. Well, in, in terms of, you know, investing, there are so many different ways to invest our money. But we get back into these money scripts. When you have somebody who has always used money to find happiness, for example, how do you steer them into investments that, that make the right sense for them? I, I have them look at what is it that actually makes them happy. And generally, it's not the money. And if they can see that, then they can deal more honestly with what is it that's making them happy? Is it listening to good music or is it actually the expensive stereo system? And if they like listening to good music, do they want the time to listen to good music? And in order to have the time, where is the income coming from and how are they going to develop a lifestyle and a long-term plan so that they always have enough money that they have enough time to sit and listen to music. Mm -hmm. That just sounds so wise. And on that note, we're going to take a short break here. We're speaking all about money and investments with financial planner, Deborah Ellis, and we'll be right back. If you're not pleased with the trajectory of your life, the time to begin your own personal transformation is now and your dreams can help pave the way. How? By tapping into your unvoiced confidence. What is unvoiced confidence, you say? It's acceptance of your abilities and qualities. It's a state of mind coming from liking and even loving yourself and feeling free to say or do anything you want without concern for the judgment of others. You were born confident, but may have had it chipped away little by little by the negative self-beliefs you've picked up over the years. If you're looking for the heightened energy, clarity of thought, and the feeling of being more alive that comes from self-confidence, you can rediscover it by paying attention to your dreams. Need some help doing this? Go to my website, thedreamcoach.net, and sign up for my complimentary dream discovery session. I can help show you how your dreams can help you return to the confident person you were always meant to be. Again, go to thedreamcoach.net, thedreamcoach.net. Welcome back to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. Yes, welcome back to Dream Power Radio. 
I'm your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman, and we're talking about money and investing with certified financial planner, Deborah Ellis. Well, Deborah, you touched on this a little bit before the break, but you help people create financial and investment plans uh, for their lives. So you said when somebody comes to you, you start off asking them questions about what they want, but how do you know where to lead them into what they should do? I usually send them a questionnaire before I even talk to them and ask them, what is their experience with financial advisors? What is their experience with money? Why did they call me? What do they want? What do they need? What are the real reasons? And I'll give them a few options, but, you know, spaces for them to fill it in. And I also ask them, why is this important right now? And usually there's a reason why at that moment they walked into my office. They wanted to talk to me. And we look at that question. Why is it important right now? What's going on right now that this has become top of mind? And we explore that and we look at why this is important right now, but where they're trying to go and what they want to do. What is, and then we look at their money scripts, what's been stopping them from getting there, what do they think would help them get there, what are the obstacles in their way, what are their goals, and then we look at, then if we proceed to a plan, They have to give me all of their financial data. And we look at where's the money going now? Where's the money coming from now? Where can we make adjustments? Where can we make changes? And even with all of that, it's their input. They absolutely have to be on board. If they're not on board, it, it doesn't matter what I tell them. So we'll look at different scenarios. If they say, oh, this doesn't look like it'll work at all, I ask them what would work. How can we get there? What do you want to do? And it's usually so much more involved than just the money. It's not just do I invest in XYZ. I can't just say do this or that, but we can look at asset allocation. If you can tolerate volatility, you can buy more high volatile asset. If you can't, if you need fixed income, that sets up a different scenario. If you're certain ages, ages doesn't matter as much as it did. Now I have clients who have tremendous assets at 70, 80 years old, and they don't have to be real conservative because they have more than enough to support them. They're looking at how can it grow over the next 20, 30 years to pass on to different generations. So for that part of the money, it doesn't have to be so conservative. It can be a more aggressive because if it goes up and down, if it's volatile over the long run, best case scenario, it's not going to matter. Now, in these times, nobody knows it's anybody's guess, but that is how we approach it. Mm -hmm. What about somebody comes to you who's had, you know, a history of being a spendthrift Do you have methods to try to keep them on track and keep them on a budget so they don't just spend it? It's like a diet. It's like a food diet, which, you know, a a lot of people understand really, really well. If someone's overeating their money, their food, anything, I'm not a therapist and I'm not a counselor in that sense. But yes, we can look at why they're doing that. Where do they want to go? How do they want to do that? 
we have like software, but there's something called power. I just, a client just asked me about it. There's something we use in the military called powerpay.org that'll help you figure out how long it's going to take to pay off your debt. But basically we look at what's important to them. And if having something in the long term is really important, then we need to look at everything they're spending and why. And we have structures and areas of looking at that. But I'll tell you honestly, if someone is in a huge amount of debt, I'll send them to Dave Ramsey because he's the get out of debt guru. How much money does a person need to start investing? A dollar. <laughs> Robin Hood. What can I say? My big takeaway is start today. Don't boohoo that you didn't start 20 years ago. Start today. Take whatever amount you can today. Save it. Save something every week, every month. Just make it a habit. Saving is a habit and a skill set. If you can start saving today and keep saving, you will reach your goals. Because you can, as you start saving, you can start adding to that. You can start increasing how much you save. I have one client who I'm really proud of, but at one point in her life, she was sleeping on a girlfriend's couch because she couldn't afford her own rent. And even though she was living on her friend's couch and had hardly any money, she started saving $5 a week. She now has huge assets. Her problem was she got the saving message, but then she didn't know what to do with it, which is why she called me. And at for a long time, she thought, well, I need the cash. I need to be safe. I need it for emergency and that kind of thing. And then she started to realize, whoa, keeping it all in cash means with inflation, I'm losing purchasing power. If you put $100 under the mattress in, in 20 years, you'll have your $100, but at 2 or 3% inflation, it's only going to buy you half of what it will bought you, what you could have bought it, what you could have purchased with it when you saved it. Can you explain the concept of compounding interest? Oh, my favorite. The eighth wonder of the world. Albert Einstein considered it the way eighth wonder of the world. Okay? If you have $100 in a savings account and it's making 5% simple interest, the first year you'll get your $5, 5% annually. The second year you'll get your $5. The third year you'll get your $5. Okay? 20 years later, you'll have $200. If you put it in 5% in compound, it's getting compound interest annually. The first year you get your $5, but the second year you get interest on the $105. The third year you'll have, I think by the third year you have about $110, $112. So you get interest on that. And the, the simple way of explaining it is if you took a penny, would you rather have a penny today or would you rather have a million dollars today or a penny today that's doubled every day for 30 days? That's compound interest. In 30 days, you have over $5 million. So do you want your million dollars today or do you want to wait 30 days and get your $5 million? So the magic of compounding interest and the magic of the time value of money is profound. And then having money in like a tax-deferred account, if you have it in a regular account, you make your $5. That, that $5 is taxable income, okay? If you have it on in a tax-deferred account, it's not taxable income until you take it out. 
So you make your $5 the first year, you owe a dollar or two in taxes, you have $4. So even in a compound interest, the next year you're going to get your interest on $104, not $105. So going forward, having it in a tax-deferred account is huge. That's one more layer of growth and nurturing on top of the compound yeah, that gets me into another topic. When it comes to saving and investing, one of the concepts is to put your money into different buckets. Can you explain what that means? Oh, yes. Very good point. Very good. Thank you. It's really, you need to set up your emergency fund. Pay off your debts, set up an emergency fund. And that should be three to six months of what you need to survive. Now, if you have a stable job, Nothing is stable these days, but if you have a stable job or you think you have a pretty consistent income, three to five months, three to six months is fine. So if it costs you 5000 a month to live, you should have at least $50,000, $60,000 sitting somewhere, easily accessible. It can be in short-term bonds or something, but something very, very conservative, very, very stable cash money market because you don't ever want to have to worry if your check gets cut. You don't ever have to worry. Can you pay the rent? Can you buy food? Can you buy clothes for the kids? That's kind of your insurance policy. It is. It's part of your insurance policy. Absolutely. And then you have your day-to-day expenses. So that's your paycheck, your income, what you're going to live on every day. Then you have your short-term goals. Now, these are moderately conservative But say you know you're going to need a new car in two years. You know you want to buy a new house. You know the kids kids are going to go to college in three years. You know that's all coming up. You want to go on a trip. Things that you're not going to this year, but you know in the next couple of years you'll want to do. That's your intermediary bucket. That's like two to five or six years. And you should have money in that. And it can be invested, but fairly conservatively, because you want to make sure that when you need it, it's there. Now, outside of that is long-term. And that's anything above and beyond those monies can go into a so-called retirement or long-term. doesn't have to be retired. I mean, the, the difference between putting it into a, a, quote, retirement account is you cannot touch a retirement account without penalties until you're 60, 59 and a half. And depending on the company, if you're working, it's they have their own stipulations. But that doesn't mean you can't invest in a retirement account and then any additional funds you put in your own investment account. Now, that's going to be a taxable account, and you're going to have to deal with that. But the idea is any money you put into those investments, you know you're going to keep eight to 10 years at least. The idea being you can sell it or you can balance it. You can do things like that. But the idea is that if the market goes down, which it will at some point, you're not going to have to sell because to pay the rent. You don't want to have to do that. You want to make sure that you don't wake up at night. Oh my God, everything's gone down. I remember my aunt, when the market would go down, she'd go, oh my God, I lost so much money. And I'd remind her it's on paper and it has nothing to do with paying the rent. You've got all your food. You've got everything you need. It doesn't, 
matter. But the goal of that is that historically over time, the market has gone up, investments go up. You're putting your money into assets that you believe will increase in value over time. So you have to give it the time. And because everything, all investing is so emotional right now, if you're in publicly traded companies, it's going to be volatile. We also look at privately traded equities at our company. But you have to be qualified to do that because they're, they're considered higher risk. But there is other areas that you can go into. Right. And everybody's risk tolerance is different. And oh, yeah. you have to know that to be able to, to work with them. Yeah. Look, Deborah, I can't believe this time has flown. So I just have time for one final question, which is how can people find out more about you and your services? Oh, thank you very much. You can contact me. You can absolutely go to my website. DebraWEllis.com. I don't know if you're able to put anything across banners or anything like that, but um, it's D-E-B-O-R-A-H-W-E-L-L-I-S.com. You can email me at dellis at cogentadvisors.com. That's dellis at C-O-G-E-N-T-A-D-V-I-S-O-R-S.com. Cogentadvisors.com. Or Google Deborah W. Ellis. Got to have the W in there because there's a lot of Debbies. How true that is. Well, Uh, Deborah, thank you so much for being on Dream Power Radio today. Thank you. Dream on, everyone. I hope your dreams come true. Oh, thank you. We've been speaking with Deborah Ellis about how to invest your money wisely. I hope you've enjoyed today's program. If you have, please tell all your friends. Follow me and drop a positive review on your podcast site. And if you're on Clubhouse, join me in my club, Club Dreams, where I host weekly rooms on all aspects of dream work. Until next time, this is Debbie Spector-Weissman saying, sweet dreams, everybody. You've been listening to Dream Power Radio with your host, Debbie Spector-Weissman. For more information on Debbie or to sign up for her newsletter, go to dreampowerradio.com. This has been Dream Power Radio on the amazing Women and Men of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International.